Hey guys, so before the episode starts, I wanted to pop in and talk to you about Top Picks and the brand new Safe Seal. I'm so excited because we had the opportunity to tell Forbes all about our new newest launch, which is the Safe Seal. The Safe Seal is designed to keep all things in mind, including the new Makra um, regulations that are going to be taking place from the side of the FDA. Now, one thing I know that a lot of brands are worried about is that there's going to be a lot more regulations from the FDA. There's going to be a lot more registering that's required. And I completely understand the um, anxiety and the, you know, just all the things that come with that. So we kept all of that in mind when we were crafting the safe seal, which is really designed with all FDA regulations already in mind, as if you were, you know, submitting a drug, basically. I mean, we went to great heights to make sure that the brands, when they are, you know, registered with us and you have received your safe seal, you've gone through all of the loopholes so if in the future fda were to regulate anything else because right now they're focusing very heavily on manufacturing that you would be completely ready for that you know so that that's one thing i wanted to really say um and i really wanted to you know put out there because this is a seal that is not only going to protect the consumers but it's going to protect the brands it's going to make the brands ready for whatever is to come so i really urge you guys you know go check out our application if you're interested i know a lot of brands have already um reached out to us asking us um how can we apply where can we apply so what my team did is we created a a preliminary application for you guys to fill out you can find that in our link tree which is in our bio on instagram it's in our bio on threads it's also um i believe in my bio everywhere <laughs> i think even on tiktok it's in our bio so you can really reach it very quickly and it's at the very top of our link tree so fill out that bio um or not bios fill out that form and let us know you know if you're interested and if you are we will set up a meeting and we will walk through everything that we've put together here and how to move forward with that so that is to answer all of the questions that we've been receiving on social media because i know a lot of times our social media managers can't really answer those questions and i want to make sure that you guys have all the information you need so um if you have not already definitely check out that forbes article it really dives into the essence of why i created the safe seal why it's important and why it matters you know not only to brands but to consumers and I think it's a definite, you know, um, need at this point in the industry. And I would love, love, love to see a lot of brands get behind it. Now, the second thing is, as you guys have probably already noticed, Top Picks is pretty much in full swing at this point. I mean, we are almost done with skincare. And with that in mind, I want to remind everybody that we are doing a lot of categories this year. We're doing, obviously, all the skincare categories. But then we also have hair care coming up. We have fragrance. Um, we have a few things in terms of, like, devices and technology technologies and you know just a few more areas that i think all consumers are always looking for the best of the best in so stay tuned for that but i will let you guys get on with the show and really enjoy this episode coming up thank you hi guys welcome back to skincare anarchy this is your host ekta and i am very excited about our show today because um, I am really, really thrilled about this brand, and I, I know a lot of you have been um, already, you know, have tried them or know a friend that's tried them, and they've been all over social media from what I can see, and I rightfully so, and I'm very excited. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the co-founders of Mother Science, which is a brand new line that just came out, and um, they have one product right now, which is a wonderful serum that I've been using, and I've been loving it. Uh, so welcome to the show, Anne-Marie and Mike. I'm really excited to host both of you. So happy to be on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. 
No, it's truly my honor. I'm very excited to host you, like I said, and I really am um, more excited to learn all about your science and the really groundbreaking stuff that you guys have done, you know, to create this product because, um, you know, I, I'm going to let you tell that story, but I, I really want to learn about it. And before we dive in, I would love to learn about you guys and your background and really where mother science began, you know, just the whole journey, if you could share that with us. Sure. So, our backgrounds are not conventional skincare founder backgrounds, I would say. Um, we're curious people and we are musicians by trade. Um, I'm a violinist and composer. I'll let Mike tell his story of, of uh, how he's he calls himself an untrained musician, but I'll let him uh, help him put those words in his mouth. Um, but what happened is I was on tour. I noticed that I had a lightened patch of skin on my back and uh, learned that it was a very common condition that was caused by an imbalance in my microbiome and was intrigued by the fact that uh, it hadn't been characterized. And it seemed like there was something that was a feature in this condition and not the bug. So finding yeah. out how um, I was seeing changes on my skin is what led me to find Malisazin with my wonderful partner um, in life, Michael Einziger. And uh, the science is gorgeous. It's stunning. Our team of scientists that work alongside us are top in their field. And I cannot wait to get into the, um, the body of this discovery. But it's a classic case of diagnosis to discovery and then finding an opportunity where its highest purpose was to be um, turned into a cosmetic product that could reach a lot of people and ultimately help them with um, the problem of age spots, dark spots, hyperpigmentation, and also global anti-aging. So that's wow. the founding story in, in the briefest nutshell, because I know we're going to dig into the juicy bits later, but citizen scientists all the way. <laughs> that's so cool. I love that. I, I feel like some of the best brands come from like, you know, just this, you discover something out of a need, you know, that that's really where um, some of the best products that I've seen come out of. So I love that you mentioned that. And Marie, thank you for sharing. Um, Mike, do you want to add anything to that? Um, sure. Just a little bit about my background. Um, I'm yeah. a musician, as Anne-Marie mentioned. Um, I started the band Incubus with my friends when I was 15 years old. Um, been doing that for a very long time. Um, took time away from that um, around 2008, went to Harvard and studied history of science, among other things. And uh, that kind of laid the foundation, I think, for um, what, you know, I met Anne-Marie shortly thereafter, and um, we just had a lot in common in terms of what we were interested in, what we were curious about. Anne-Marie also has a biology chemist and taught, has biology background. Um, she studied biology at the University of Virginia, also taught physics and chemistry. Um, and so we we just kind of really like uh, aligned on a, on a lot of things. And um, when Anne-Marie first sort of noticed these changes in her skin, um, it was sort of the perfect opportunity to do a deep dive and we learned, you know, pretty quickly that um, the mechanism by which these changes in skin can happen was very poorly, if at all, even understood, um, which sort of left an opportunity for us to kind of like, you know, with whatever expertise we had, especially at that time, to really just dive into it. And I, Anne-Marie will tell you, like, I became totally obsessed with it and uh, the science and um uh was just fascinating and uh like it just became like a sort of a whole new chapter for for us and um for me particularly you know just uh kind of led me into a new direction um of creativity innovation 
um, just, uh, just sort of a world of wonder for me. Yeah. And, and can I just say, I'm, I've been a huge fan of Incubus, like since I discovered the Baron. So I, uh, the band, so I'm just very starstruck right now that, that you're here. So a huge fan, by the way. Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, you're a legit rock star and I no, feel like, literally, like... <laughs> that he's like the biggest nerd in the world. Um, talking the about the discovery part of that is true. <laughs> yeah. I feel like discovery of Malisazen, like it wouldn't have been possible if I didn't have Mike as a partner. Um, Mike did mention that I, I have a light science background and I feel like um, you have a deep science background as a surgeon. Um, you have profound scientific literacy. And I feel like the beauty world is one where there are a lot of citizen scientists. Um, your audience is interested in the how and the why and the science of beauty. And I feel like information out there and new discoveries are um, they're kind of rare, like really finding well-researched new beauty ingredients that have scientific rigor behind them. Um, it's not something that happens every day. And it's really exciting to be uh, innovating with a new molecule and writing the playbook on how you introduce a new molecule into this ecosystem. Um, and just really special how rare this is. It's just so exciting for us as citizen scientists um, bringing on a team of amazing real scientists, to use that term. Um, and we're able to bring those real scientists on board, not because Mike is a rock star, but because the science is so sexy. Um, what the molecule does, how it performs in test after test, um, in vitro and clinical, and also apometrics when we do genetic, when we do gene testing, it's just, it's a phenomenal uh, molecule. It's it's really, really beautiful to behold. and. Um, I love that there's a story, an origin story, but to me, the science is so, so exciting. And Mike really got in there with me in um, elucidating uh, how this molecule works and bringing it in front of the scientists that really characterized Malisazen. I love that. And, you know, I just want to just say, you know, Anne-Marie, I, I really love the way that you articulated this because it's something I'm very passionate about as well in the sense that I really, truly, to my core, believe that we're all born naturally as scientists. It's just a matter of how we hone in on it. I feel like, you know, there's been a lot of really great, you know, minds that have, you know, said that, um, you know, I know Neil deGrasse Tyson has said it, you know, my Many of the people that I grew up listening to, looking up to, even my own mentors, you know, would always say that is that science is for everybody. You know, it's just a matter of looking. Science is literal observation. So anyone can do it. You know, children do it. They're the best scientists that we have as kids. And so, you know, that's a very, very important part that you mentioned. And I and Mike, that's amazing that you have such an interest as well, because with a platform like yours and with the, you know, just having your background and having seen, you know, the side of fame and just all of that and then still being able to come from that and apply yourself in a way that is so important because science I feel like it doesn't reach the masses the way it should because I feel like the the avenues through which it comes aren't highlighted enough you know what I mean like it's not doesn't become mainstream enough and I really sometimes I struggle with that um, as just an everyday person you know myself looking at a lot of things that I find to be very intriguing, you know, whether it's a brand, whether it's a concept or a paper, but then I'm like, how many people are going to end up reading this? You know what I mean? Like how many yeah. people are going to see this? And so it becomes this idea of like, you know, 
not only scientific literacy, but also scientific accessibility, right? And so um, when I look at your brand, it's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you guys have really, really hit a, a, a very keen spot for me because I know that in the world that we're living in right now with skincare, vitamin C is all we talk about when we talk about antioxidant potential. And to me, that's completely wrong, you know, from a science perspective. I think that there's so much that we could be talking about and you guys are the prime example here. You know, that's that's where I'm really curious <laughs> about the science because mm -hmm. you have really discovered something so beautiful here and, and it has so much more potential than something just like vitamin C. I'm not saying anything wrong about vitamin C. But I'm just saying that there's a lot better, you know, in terms of efficacy and just, you know, real results that we should be exploring as an industry out there, which is apparent in your product, you know? So that's very, very interesting. So with that, I really want to dive in, actually, you know, for either of you can take this question as my first question is going to be learning about, you know, um, your molecule. And uh, if you could give the audience like a little bit of like a, you know, just like a breakdown of... Um, what you found initially and what the properties were and what the real, you know, nitty gritty is with the basics of it. Sure. Mike, do you want to handle that question or do you want me to, to go in? Um, I'll leave it up to you. All right. So our molecule, our star ingredient is called malisazin. Malisazin is naturally occurring on the skin. So I like to think of it as ancient technology because it's something that's co-evolved with us as a metabolite of the microbiome. And it does all these amazing things for our skin barrier function and our skin health. But when we took this molecule and we started really characterizing it to understand what it does, we learned, first of all, that it is a very powerful antioxidant, 10 times more powerful than vitamin C. And also it has better stability than vitamin C, which is notorious for kind of breaking down in, in cosmetic formulations. Um, mm -hmm. This molecule is also really effective at targeting dark spots. Um, it works in three different ways uh, to target these dark spots. It slows the transport of melanin uh, to the upper layers of skin. Um, it slows the um, production of excess melanin. Um, and it also slows the transport uh, the transfer of melanin um, to the top level of, of, of the skin, to uh, the epidermis. So there's three different unique mechanisms, and it doesn't work the same way as other brighteners on the market, like uh, hydroquinone, uh, which used to be kind of the gold standard, but it's now banned over the counter and only available prescription-wise. Um, malisazin just works by pulling a different trigger. It's not a tyrosinase inhibitor for all those citizen scientists out there. It's a fancy way of saying that it works in a different way and can work alongside a hydroquinone if you are using that as well. But some of the unique features about it is when we did our clinicals, we were really just looking for um, pigment to be more evened out, um, the hyperpigmentation to be um, improved. And we noticed that our subjects were having firmer skin and we were reducing their fine lines and wrinkles and changing just their, their overall brightness and texture. And that's partially due to the fact that malisazin is a powerful antioxidant, but we also understand when we, we studied the molecule um, with scientific rigor that it's um, very well tolerated by the skin. It doesn't cause inflammation. It's not irritating. Um, and it also helps with uh, improving the skin's moisture barrier function. So there were all these synergistic things for improving the wrinkles, for improving the dark spots, for improving just the global 
appearance of skin and making it more youthful looking. Um, an exciting thing about malasaisin is we were able to see results very quickly. Um, a lot of people noticed that texture change within two weeks. Within four to six weeks, fine lines and wrinkles and dark spots start to um, improve. And uh, six to eight weeks, you start seeing kind of um, a more dramatic improvement in those tough to treat areas. And it was particularly exciting to me because right now, dark spot treatment is um, kind of the the actives are a little bit um, hard to find or not hard to find, but there's not a lot out there. Let's just put it up that way. There's are, There are limited actives for people who really struggle with hyperpigmentation. And so many women struggle with it and it's a hidden struggle. A lot of women cover it up with makeup um, yeah. and skin health and skin beauty is something that matters to a lot of people and not having products that are working for them, not having other options after they've tried everything over the counter that doesn't work for them. Um, we, we really appeal to that market because this is something new in 100% of the people that were in our clinical trial, there was improvement when we measured it with instrumentation. So it's wow. exciting for me that we have something new it clinically works. Um, my friends who are using it and our customers who are using it are seeing the results. And telling the science story is really exciting and fun for me. But ultimately, the story of our brand is going to be the story that our customers tell their daughters, their friends, their mothers. Um, it's going to be the word of mouth that I tried something new and it worked. Um, and so I love that there's a new molecule. And as you were saying, it's a next generation antioxidant. It's a next generation all-in-one anti-aging ingredient. It's a powerhouse and we deserve next generation ingredients. I believe in Moore's law. I believe that the future should yield exponential improvement and the beauty market being stagnant with everybody baking the same cake with using the exact same actives, just formulated differently. Um, that's not real innovation. And I feel like our consumers are smarter, they deserve better. And um, we want to be the brand that's known for delivering innovation. And we're starting with Malasaisin and our Molecular Hero Serum. I love that you said that. And I love the, you know, I really, there's a few things I really want to touch on. And by the way, I wanted to share this first is I actually had my brother try your serum as the only product because he's dealing with post um, acne, like, you know, hyperpigmentation. Right. So mm -hmm. he was struggling, like really struggling. Like I could not get anything to work. And he came to me and he said, you know, Ecta, I really need something. It's really bothering me. You know, as a young man, he's, you know, doesn't want to look like he's got dark blotches on his skin. I mean, as, as mm -hmm. people of color, you know, we all know that, you know, when you have hyperpigmentation after acne, it's, it can be very, traumatizing because it's very uh, prominent. It's hard to hide, especially for men out there, you know, because yeah. you, you don't really utilize makeup like we do. And, you know, women are, we have more tools, right, in our toolbox to kind of hide things. But with men, it's not so much the case. So when he came to me, immediately, I was like, you have to try this serum, you know. And so I had him um, just get on it. And I kid you not, two days ago, he was like, I'm already seeing it. Like my skin looks amazing. Like, you know, and I'm, he's giving me this feedback and I'm like, I'm so excited because I get to interview the brand, you know, very soon. And so, you know, even in my own family, I'm seeing that. So I completely hear you, Anne-Marie, when you tell me like, you know, this is a word of mouth thing. And especially to your point, I think this is my favorite thing of what you said is this idea of we have to stop making packaging 
and we need to start making products. And that's exactly what I like. That's my words. You didn't say that, but like I, you know, your idea of thinking outside the box, you know, coming up with better solutions, more forward-thinking solutions. This is something that has been so lacking in our industry because unfortunately, you know, as a lot of listeners might know, a lot of people go to the same manufacturers. They're making the same product. It's just put in different packaging. And that's the honest truth of it. That's just how it works in the industry sometimes. And unfortunately, that's something that we have to really combat now because as we learn more and more about skin health, we are starting to realize that the skin has its own almost like, you know, we talk about the microbiome being fingerprint the, your skin is its own unique organ it's not going to be the same as anyone else's skin so the way that you um you know the hyperpigmentation occurs on your skin is not going to be even the same as your siblings or your mothers or your fathers so knowing that and knowing these facts we have to find products that are going to be able to adapt to that diversity and so you know that's very interesting to me that you found um something so novel you know for for lack of a better term because we need that i mean we've been needing that i just feel like you know like you said hydroxyquinone and all of these day-dated dermatology um fda approved drugs have been around for so long and and you know i I just want to say i'm not the biggest fan of them because i feel like there's more downstream side effects and adverse effects than there are benefits in my honest opinion as a scientist as a doctor you know i've seen it myself I think it causes thinning of the skin, these other agents, and they've been around for centuries. I mean, hydroxyquinone was derived from a tree bark, you know, that was centuries ago, and we're still using it. Like, it's like this brand new ingredient when it's not. So I think that, you know, malassezia right here is, I mean, this is a really, really cool new option. And I love that you guys are, you know, pushing this out. And I really like that you have one product. Actually, let me just say, because a lot of times brands will discover a new compound or a new molecule and they'll come out with like five different products. And it's like, you you know, you're adding to the the confusion, you know, in the industry. So I really, really like that. So hats off to you guys for for doing it right. And I'm glad that you're you made the serum the way you did. Well, there's a lot of um, there's there's a tremendous amount of innovation that happens in, in biotechnology. Um, yeah. It's advancing incredibly fast and virtually none of that innovation makes its way into skincare it's um and you know Anne marie and i didn't initially set off to create a skincare brand like our pathway to creating a consumer product was sort of like the inverse of what it would normally be i think that a lot of people are passionate about skincare and then they say oh i want to start a brand and that, then they kind of go backwards or move forwards from there with, you know, this idea that they want to, you know, create something new, which is great. But we did it the other way. We found something new and then learned that its highest and or came to the conclusion that its highest and best purpose would be to create a brand, um, you know, a consumer skincare brand based on the technological advancement that we made. Um, and that for me, you know, like I was never like a person who is passionate about skincare, I'm passionate about science um, and the exploration and innovation aspects of it. So when we started really just digging into the science, like that really guided our pathway forward and everything that came, everything uh, evolved out of that. So um, like we had a different um, sort of a different pathway to the marketplace than I think, you know, most other um, brands that come out. I love that, Mike. I think that's, I mean, I feel like all good scientific discoveries should be like that, in my opinion, because that's the whole idea is applied science. You know what I mean? Like the application of what you find in like, you know, 
like bench work, like the putting that into a real applicable, you know, whether that's skincare, whether whatever that might be, you know, putting that in a way that consumers can have access to it. I mean, that's really should be the essence of good biomedical research and good biomedical technology is, you know, first you do the innovation and then you figure out how to apply that innovation to real life consumers, you know? So I love that. That's really cool. Thank you for mentioning when, that. When, when Anne-Marie, you know, made the brilliant in, into, into, intuitive um, sort of connection between a lightened patch of skin on her back to, you know, figuring out, um, you know, what was sort of driving that process. And all of this data that we generated where, you know, Anne-Marie mentioned, you know, impacting um, the the skin's um, barrier function, um, fine lines and wrinkles, skin texture, and all of these things. Um, None of that was ever reported anywhere in any literature. And um, all of that was our novel work. And, um, you know, like we were the first to really explore this. Malisazin had been sort of minimally characterized, mostly just sort of identified. There were some indications that it may be able to impact um, melanin production, but really nothing else. And was actually largely sort of considered, you know, um, well, it really just wasn't considered anything. Like it was just sort of part of a, a... a battery of, uh, or like sort of a soup of different metabolites. Um, and we took it and started playing with it and doing different things with it. And it's really fun to like, just be exploring, you know, something new that, and, and learning new things. So um, that's really what's kept me engaged in, in, in this the whole time. I was never passionate about like starting a skincare brand, but now, you know, we're in a whole new phase now and it's a, uh, you know, but we, we want to continue to, to innovate um, and, um, you know, find other molecules and also figure out different form factors and different products that we can, um, leverage malisacin into because it's a, it's an amazing ingredient. And I say we are passionate about starting a skincare brand. Um, and we want our skincare brand to be different. We want to be known for our innovation. Um, one of the reasons that we didn't launch five different products all at once is because we want every product to be very intentional. We want every product to be transformative. Um, it's super easy to like do the pixie dust. Now we have the face wash and we sprinkled malisazin in it. But to us, unless the technology is revolutionary um, and is going to really have dramatic clinical results, we're not going to release it. So we have new things in our pipeline, which we can't unfortunately talk too much about today. Um, but the idea that we're going to be a, a a brand that only releases things that truly feature innovation, that's truly going to move the needle when people are looking for results. Um, that's where we're, we're standing now as a skincare brand. I love that. I mean, I think that, you know, definitely I can see this being applicable in so many different types of products. And I hear you, uh, Mike, when you say about the, the, you know, the skincare thing where, you know, it's hard to figure out how to apply things, but I think, you know, skincare, you know, just to add to Anne-Marie's point where you guys are proud of your skincare line, you should be because skincare is so important. I mean, melanoma and there are so many other diseases, you know, not just cancer, but like other pathologies that are impacting everyday people constantly. Okay. And it's a problem every, everywhere you go in the world, every corner of the world, you're going to have somebody somewhere saying, I have a skin problem that I need to be get fixed. I have something that I really worry about or something that's coming up. And it's an area of study that I personally feel is just so 
it, it, there's just so much potential. You know what I mean? It's just because skin's the, the skin is the largest organ, as all of us know. So obviously, the amount of pathologies that we're going to encounter with the skin are going to be astronomically higher than most of like like the liver, for example. You know what I mean? Or the heart, even. I mean, it's going to be because you're dealing with a larger surface area. So there's a lot of potential, and and to apply, you know something so novel to the largest organ of the body. I mean, that's a very, very, like, I think the intuition behind that is truly amazing, Anne-Marie. So I'm glad that you did it the way you did. That's, it's very important. And I wanted to ask you, um, this was derived from a yeast, the compound or? Yeah. Yeah. The commensal yeast that it's derived from is called Malassezia furfur. Yeah. And, um, I I had an overgrowth of Malassezia furfur while I was in in India because I was just sweating so much more and wearing tighter clothing, and the yeast can feast on my sweat, <laughs> and uh, and it overgrew, and the metabolite is malassezin, and we we don't talk about it too much, but I actually do think it's a um, an important differentiator to talk about the difference between a prebiotic, a probiotic, and a postbiotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people know that the probiotic is the organism, in this case, the yeast. The prebiotic is feeding the organism, but the postbiotic is what the organism makes. Um, and in the case of Malassezia furfur, the postbiotic, Malassezin, is incredibly fruitful and is mutually symbiotic for um, both the organism and us to have. Um, mm-hmm. So we're I feel like it's one of these beautiful ancient technologies. This um, yeast has co-evolved with humans for millions and millions of years. And now we are using cutting edge biotech to synthesize it and um, make sure that we have a clean three-step synthesis, which is very sustainable. It's much more sustainable than, for example, fermenting the yeast and then doing extraction and then having all of the waste um, of the rest of the byproducts, the soup, you you could call it. Um, right. So I love that it's ancient technology meets modern technology meets sustainability um, with clean and clinical results. And also physiology, right? Because malassezia furfur yep. is normally found on the skin surface nor- for all people. Yeah. So it's, that's- the, it's a commensal organism that colonizes every human being's microbiome and, yeah. and um, animals as well. And I love that because the safety profile of something that's on everybody, um, we knew what the answer was going to be before we did the tests, but obviously we did every safety test known to man um, and got perfect scores. But we also did irritation tests. We did RIPT testing, which is the repeat irritation patch testing on, um, Mike, do you remember the number? I think it was 200 people. Um, Half of them had self-reported sensitive skin. And we had zero incidents of irritation. That's, I was actually going to ask you that about the allergy testing and also sensitivity, because that's such an important area. And um, we just came out with the safe seal, which is like a scientific validation seal. And I was doing research around like skincare products and the idea of testing allergies and irritation potential of certain chemicals and stuff. And so that's really, really interesting. And I agree with the fact that I think that because we are all colonized by this species of yeast, we are all going to be, you know, totally fine. You know what I mean? In terms of we're used to it. It's something that we're normally used to. Now you're just getting all the added, uh, you know, benefits in a amplified ways. That's amazing. I I love that. Yeah. One of the ways where this metabolite is mutually symbiotic, because I've already mentioned how it's good for our skin, but it's good for the yeast to not cause irritation. 
um, a yeast that caused irritation would have been eradicated. Having a high load of yeast in your skin that your body wasn't tolerating well would not be advantageous eventually for the yeast because we would we would find a miraculous drug to eradicate it and, and we wouldn't deal with it. So there's like this mutual symbiosis where the yeast does something good for us and it's also good for it because now we we can live together. I and love that. Also, you know, a lot of the um you know, actives that are used for various purposes, skin brightening, like retinols and things like that are highly irritant to the skin. Yes. And yes. malasaisin doesn't seem to have any of those properties. It seems to have a calming effect on the skin. Um, and that actually seems to be its evolutionary purpose um, in the microbiome. That's, you know, our own sort of observation, um, but it doesn't cause irritation. It cause it seems to have a calming effect. And, um, and I mean, all of that is just awesome. You know, we're, we're, um, we're, we're really excited to, to learn that not only does this compound seem to have the ability to impact dark spots um, and hyperpigmentation, but also has a calming effect, which is, which makes it really unique. Right. Yeah, and and it's antioxidant. Like it's, it's, it's a, the biggest, like, I mean, I feel like if I could have one thing I could tell everybody to put into their diet topically, whatever it is, it's an antioxidant. And I feel like, I mean, you're doing all of that and you're still able to have this calming effect. So that's amazing what you said, well, Mike. I mean, the, because you, you you look at vitamin C, for example, you have vitamin C. What happens when you apply unstabilized vitamin C to your skin? You get red, redness immediately. Yeah. I mean, you have irritation. That well, is not normal. <laughs> not, not, so, only, not only is malasaisin a very potent antioxidant, but the way malasaisin works, it also um, basically leverages the... The, the the skin has its own sort of built-in endogenous antioxidant mechanism yeah. and malasaisin um, leverages that antioxidant mechanism. So it, it, it structurally, the, the malasaisin molecule is, you know, a physical antioxidant. So it works that way, but it also works inside of the skin to basically promote the skin's own antioxidant antioxidant defense mechanisms in addition to just being a chemical antioxidant so it kind of like you know it it acts um the way Anne Marie was saying that um, malasaisin acts on multiple uh, mechanisms to in you know to to inhibit dark spots etc um that's the way that it it works in multiple mechanisms as an antioxidant as well wow I love that. So it's like binding to receptors then I'm guessing. And, you know, like I know the glutathione is there. I mean, that that's really interesting that it does that because I feel like with antioxidants, people just think that you're just, you have something mopping up oxygen radicals and then it just magically happens. But really it's very important what you said, Mike, which is this intrinsic system that and mechanism we have in our bodies and every cell that is actually a whole cascade of events that occurs and you have enzymes involved and all that. So the fact that it's yep. able to work on that level is huge. And, you know, this also brings me to one of, uh, it's more of like an opinion-based question that I'd love you guys' opinion on is this idea of molecular biology really taking front and center when it comes to skin health. Because, you know, when I started this podcast, I kid you not, I had so many, you know, even some doctors that I was speaking to that, you know, they would be like, well, Ecta, nobody cares about molecular biology. And I was like, why the heck not? You know, we're talking about your skin. That's where it's so, at. Yeah, that's, that's where the, it's the, at. The devil's, right. the devil's in the details. And, you know, when you get down to the molecular level, like the machinery that's at work 
I mean, you know, is, you know, vastly complicated and, and, um, you know, we're obviously trying to do our best to, to learn about these mechanisms. Um, but, you know, there, there's been some progress made. And I think also, um, back to something you were saying earlier about scientific literacy, um, you know, there are a lot of things in science that are counterintuitive. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges in sort of communicating, um, you know, these ideas to the public is that, you know, like it's a lot of things are not totally straightforward and require um, clear explanations that maybe, you know, we don't do always do the best job of communicating. So that can be a a really big challenge. But I think for Anne-Marie and I, we're both really passionate about um, you know, scientific communication, you know, sort of for, for everyone and being able to democratize the information in a way that's actually digestible for people. So we try really hard to, to kind of speak in more simplistic terms that are more clear to people, but, you know, sometimes it's really hard. Um, cause you know, I mean, um, I feel like everybody has a scientist's mind, but the jargon of science can sometimes be off-putting. And Malisazin to me, it's like peeling an onion, telling the story of the science of how it works or just how it works or that it works is, is something that we are, we're going to really enjoy. And we, we want a community to build around us that um, enjoys learning about this molecule, whether they, they learn about it by hearing somebody say it's vitamin C on crack, which is a very unscientific way of describing what our molecule does, <laughs> but yeah. culturally yeah. communicates the message. Um, and then there are going to be some people um, people with a greater degree of scientific sophistication, a more burning curiosity um, that are going to read the papers that we published in the Journal of American Dermat- uh, Journal of Investigative Dermatology or in the Journal of the Academy of American Dermatology. These are the most peer- trusted peer reviewed journals in the dermatology world, and right. they can go into that amount of depth. We have those links on our website. So you can go from just like a consumer saying, I loved it to reading about our our clinical trials, basically. Um, And I love that there's that transparency in our science, um, that our scientist, our our lead dermatologist, Dr. Pearl Grimes, is an expert in this field. She's the head of the Southern California Vitiligo and Pigmentation Institute. She is a global ambassador and researcher on skin health and pigmentation. Um, And she's been lecturing around the world on the discoveries and the science that did um, to characterize and bring malisazin uh, into the light as a tool for dermatologists. So it's so exciting to me that we have this credibility, this transparency in our science and um, depth for people who want to go there. I love that. That's so cool. And you know, what I find to be more, even more intriguing is that I'm really curious to see, because I know this is going to happen. You guys have a great product is that see it adapted by dermatologists into practice, right? Because I mean, I think derms are also at a place from what I can tell and the conversations I've had, they're also at a place now where they're like, you know what, we're getting sick of prescribing the same stuff over and over again, you know, and then you have patients coming in again and again with like, just it's not working or it's causing too much sensitivity for me um, or whatever that might be. And they're also, you know, a lot of dermatology offices, if you guys notice now for all the listeners out there, um, they have like a whole section, you know, outside of the doctor's office, which is just skincare, 
you know, that you can purchase right there. And um, a lot of those products, if you really, you know, look at it with, you know, the right eye, there are a lot of cutting edge innovation in those products. And so, you know, to be able to see Derms now incorporating that and being more mindful of what they put on those shelves, even though it is not a prescription that they're, you know, they're writing for you, they're still advocating in their own way and saying, listen, there are options here. And you can access them. So, I mean, I, I think that's the coolest part for me, right? Like, even as a consumer, to see, like, an actual person who has been trained in this field look at the, this kind of innovation and say, this is this is really cool. You know, this is big. We need to, we need to actually do something and put it on the shelves and, and have it accessible to people because that's where the real – I mean, if you really think about what it means to be a doctor, that's the whole idea of, you know – you want to benefit your patients no matter what, and you want to give them the best possible options. And this is definitely, in my book, I mean, you guys have created something really magical here for Derms to really get behind. So I love that. Thank you. Well, you tapped into a big part of our strategy. Um, yeah. We believe that Derms are very important thought leaders in the skin skincare space. And there are a bunch of influencers and thought leaders who are not dermatologist trained, but, but uh, we have a connection to the Derm community um, through like for example, the person who co-wrote um, our papers in the journal in the journals um, is the new incoming president for the American Association of Dermatologists, and mm. there are many dermatologists who look up to the dermatologists who wrote our papers. And I feel like there's a community there that is open to discovery, and they are a very um, they're strict, they, like they're a tough crowd to crack. Like they're they're real doctors. They're not just gonna say it's great if it's not great and them leaning into the technology, asking questions about it, being excited about it, recommending it to their patients. Um, that's something that's very important to how our brand, our brand is going to scale and grow. I love that. I really love that. And you need them. That's the, the you dermatologists need to get behind these things. I love that you, you brought that up because that is huge. That's really huge. And, you know, to have um, AAD's approval and, and stamp is, is very, very big as well, because obviously everyone looks to them and they do, you know, they know about the most cutting edge innovations in the space. And so that's really, really big. And I, and I actually really like the fact that, you know, going back to how you guys had mentioned that this is for everybody, like the, like, for example, the serum, the, uh, the hero serum is it's made for everybody right so even if you have sensitive skin even if you have skin that is prone to becoming inflamed easily you can still use the serum and you're going to be you know you're going to be fine so that's huge and i think any doctor would agree that regardless of if you're a derm or not even me you know from my specialty i can agree that anything that doesn't cause inflammation is a huge thumbs up you know from my end because <laughs> inflammation is the quickest way to make things worse or even create new problems so that's yep. really huge you know and i actually want to ask you guys you know this is my the next question is about the the sensitivity aspect because because you're not you know exacerbating any kind of problem you know how people do like chemical peels or, or they'll do something that that it's going to increase their sensitivity levels. It's very hard to go out into the sun or even really properly incorporate SPF afterwards. So, you know, I would love to get your um, feedback on that for the consumers out there. You know, when we're using the serum on a daily basis, do we have to change anything with our SPF or should we be using a certain, um, you know, level of SPF or what, what is your, uh, you know, advice on um, that? Um, I feel like because this is naturally on everybody's skin, <laughs> Um, it's not surprising to me, but it's also really amazing that you can use this morning and night. Um, it doesn't react badly with, you can 
you can combine it with anything else in your regime, your, your regimen. It plays well with everything. Um, we do recommend sunblock just because that's a healthy part of everybody's um, way of being. But if you forget sunblock, there's going to be no harmful rebound or um, effect that's exacerbated because you used our product. We just we just want to be ambassadors for good skin health and and uh, SPF is an important part of that. But um, we're actually really excited that it pulls down irritation and, and is so well tolerated because I actually believe that it's synergistically working um, to make those other uh, actives that people might be using more tolerated. So without giving anything else away about our future pipeline, um, we love that malisazin actually we think has synergistic abilities with other actives that are um, that derms are constantly using. I love that. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that that part of it's really interesting. Um, you know, the, the the that it has a calming effect on the skin and doesn't cause irritation. Um, yeah, as Anne Marie said, might make other products like retinols, for example. That um, you know, I know people that um, you have a hard time using retinols because they're ir highly irritating, but yeah. um, seem to be better tolerated when they're using um, our product. But it's something that we haven't, you know, we haven't published any studies on it or anything like that yet. Um, so I, yeah. we can't really like speak too much to it, but anecdotally, it seems to, to, to help. Wow. That's really, that's huge. I mean, if you can uh, further tolerate actives like retinol, you know, in conjunction with this, uh, that's really, really huge. I mean, that's going to be a huge game changer for how we approach, especially for those of us that like to lay our products and stuff, you know, for nighttime yeah. routines or whatever. And it's, yeah, it's yep. really big. I mean, even with retinol though, Mike, I like what you said about retinol. Retinol is a very tricky ingredient as well. And, or, you know, compound, because I think people are also starting to understand that, you know, it's not, something that everyone can tolerate. So if you can get the benefits of it now, because you're now introducing a product into the market, that's allowing tolerability of it. That's going to really increase the overall, you know, just availability of, of this, you know, something that's been studied so readily, you know, such as retinol. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people I know that reach out to us and they're like, you know, I can't even use it. You know, I use it maybe once or twice and I just, my skin cannot tolerate it at all. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. You know, you, you just stay away from it, I guess. But if it's able, if your product is able to really help with that tolerability, there could be a lot of benefits there. And I can see a lot of derms getting very excited about that. So that's pretty cool. That's really cool. So um, to round out the interview, you guys, I just want to get your advice. You know, I know that finding a brand and getting it off the ground and getting it, you know, in front of people's eyes can be really, really tough and i know there's a lot of brand founders out there that are always looking for advice um inspiration you know any words of wisdom you guys might have for those you know aspiring entrepreneurs out there um or scientists whatever uh whoever's listening in uh, i would really appreciate that mike maybe you can get us uh, started um i think Anne marie and i would probably say similar things obviously so i'll let her speak for herself but um uh something that we talk about a lot is the importance of being brave um, and just having the courage to, you know, building something new, whether it's a brand or just anything where you're kind of going outside of, you know, the norm um, of, you know, maybe things you've done in the past takes a lot of courage <laughs> and um, it puts you in a sort of a position of vulnerability. And you have to really, I think, have the ability to, to sort of navigate your way through that and mostly really tune it out 
Um, you know, if you have the self-belief in what you're building, um, really allow that to be your, your guiding light and, um, and everything else will evolve, uh, from that. That makes sense. I love that. And Marie, would you like to add anything? Yes. I believe that bravery's best partner is curiosity and curiosity to me is the mother of science. And the name Mother Science comes from that that process of, oh, if we lean into curiosity and then find Mother Science, this entity that we can trust that actually brings great knowledge, ancient wisdom, new wisdom, um, cutting edge technology, things that help make our lives better. So I would say stay curious and lean into science because when you can validate with science um, and you bring in you bring up a community with you of citizen scientists, the world is a better place. And there's nothing to me more exciting than learning and sharing. And if you have a new brand that's worth talking about, that's worth learning about and worth sharing, you're going to have success. So to me, leaning into the wonder of your discovery, leaning into the science that supports that wondrous discovery and um, letting people take that knowledge to their friends and their family. I love that. That's such good advice. Thank you guys so much. And, you know, this has been truly such a treat and such an honor to host you because I, I really believe in what you're doing. You know, I, I do. I think science needs more innovative um, approaches and just, you know, we need to think outside the box, you know, for lack of a better, you know, phrase. I, I think we definitely need a lot more of that. So to see you doing it and really leading the way and, and just doing it the right way, I should say, I mean, it, it makes me really, really excited, you know, as a fellow scientist myself and as a consumer, you know, it's just very exciting. So thank you so much for, um, you know, doing this interview, coming on the show. It means the world to me. And I hope for everyone listening out there, you guys have had a chance to try Mother Science. If you have not already, I will link everything in the concept art for this episode. And I really urge you, I mean, this is very very innovative uh, technology and science and just the whole idea behind it, as you've listened here, you know, it's, it's new, it's novel. It's something that we haven't seen before in the industry. And I'm always, um, you know, in support of brands that are doing that because we definitely need to see that more and more. So I urge you guys check out the brand. If you have any questions, uh, definitely email us. We will pass them along to the mother science team and get some answers for you, but thank you so much, Anne-Marie and Mike. This has been such a pleasure. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you.